we realized that we're all having these thoughts of like, hold on. So we just met this guy and uh, he invited us to his family farm, you know, and like we're going to go take a bus. And all of us individually were having thoughts of like, okay, we're going to get killed. You know, like this is how like all horror movies start. Hey, what's up, you guys? My name is Michael Krzyzewski, and welcome to episode 39 of That Remote Show, where we hear from location-independent entrepreneurs and professionals so you can learn to quit the cubicle and live life on your terms. Now, this episode might be a little bit different to what you're used to because it's actually the third episode in a series of episodes that I do called The State of the Biz with my friend Ian from LifeNomading.com. And in this style of episode... All it really is, is Ian and I just going back and forth talking about our businesses and giving you a behind the scenes look on what it's like to run a location independent business and to build one up from the ground. So what we focus on in this episode is just discussing what has happened since the last time we did one of these, which was way back in August, which feels like such a long time ago. So we talked a little bit about um, what has happened in our businesses and our lives since then. We talked a little bit about our travels and then some other fun things that we are planning in the businesses. We also focus on our 2020 goals. What are we going to do from here on out? What are our goals for our business? So you get to hear all about that. Uh, Ian talked a little bit about uh, the new trips that they're planning on Life Nomading. Uh, and I talked about uh, where this podcast and my business over at that remote life is going and some of the cool things that you guys as listeners of the show might be excited to hear about. Uh, before we jump into the episode, don't forget to head over to thatremotelife.com forward slash episode 39. That's episode all spelled out followed by the number 39 to check out the full show notes of this episode. There's some fun stuff over there like a video that Ian sent me of a Portuguese trip that we did where we went up to a family vineyard and you're going to hear all about uh, this experience in this episode, but there's a video associated with that, which we mentioned in the episode. So you can find that over in the show notes. And also if you haven't left a review of the podcast yet, please head over to your favorite podcasting app and leave a review. That is the number one way that you can help out the podcast right now. It really helps grow the podcast and it helps put the podcast in front of new listeners. So without further ado, you guys, let's jump into this episode with Ian Hoyt and myself talking about the state of the biz. All right, Ian, welcome back to the show, man. It's been a while. What's up? It's been a while. Yeah, it's holy crap. When was the last time that we recorded it? So the, the last Bulgaria, time that right? we did this, yeah, it was right after the Life Nomading Bulgaria trip. Man. So it's been like six months. So much to chat about. It's been such a long time. Now, where are you at? I'm currently in Merida, Mexico, um, which is the capital city of the Yucatan. And I thought it was actually a small city. And then we were just talking to somebody who lives here um, a couple of days ago. And they're like, oh, no, it's like a 2 million people city. I'm like, that's bigger <laughs> than Sofia. Like, in terms of like Bulgaria, that's like a bigger population than Sofia. So it's a pretty big city. Um we're really yeah. starting to like it here a lot. Good. That's, I and mean, you're in New York still? People. Yeah, in New York. If you hear any sirens, you know why. 
So. I can tell the uh, the temperature is quite a bit different where you are because you're rocking a beanie and a uh, a hoodie or something. Beanie all day long and pullovers for life. And this is going to be the way it is until like, I don't know, April because we have our Iceland trip coming up. So I'll just be wearing winter gear all the time. <laughs> you're going to have some winter gear too. You're coming along. Well, yeah. So for people who've never been on one of these episodes before, what we usually do is that Ian and I are both kind of building businesses at the same time. And so what we do is we get on a call every couple of months. We try to do them um, and then just kind of talk shit, talk about business. How's your business going? How's my business going? Um, but yeah, so one of the things that we're going to talk about is obviously life nomading is doing a trip in Iceland, which is really funny because when Sarah and I planned our trip down here to Mexico, we didn't realize that we we're going to have like three days in between coming back and then leaving. So it's going to be a lot how of fun. Do, how I do you not realize that? Well, because we changed the dates. Mm. After we got our dates for Mexico, you said, let's go a week earlier. And so now we only have three days in between. So, but it's cool. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah, trade yeah. it. But anyways, so yeah, man. Well, let's start from the top. I know, right? Let's start from the top and talk about last time that we chatted together was right after the life nomading trip in Bulgaria ended, which went really, really well, in my opinion, Um, minus some emergencies, uh, but we handled those really well. So uh, what's been new since then? Did we talk post-Bulgaria? So we talked about all of that already? I kind of forget. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. we did. Yep. Yeah. Um, so what's been new since Bulgaria? Um, ooh, man. Yeah, I think so we, we did like some traveling that we should probably cover first. We, yeah, we spent we, quite a bit of time together. Yeah, we went to, we kind of celebrated with a successful trip by going um, inward to Bulgaria because our trip is a coastal adventure at the moment. So we road tripped all four of us um, in a car around Bulgaria, which was an amazing time and a great way to see uh, a beautiful country that not enough people see. Um, And then from there, we went to Portugal um, and kind of hung out in Porto, Portugal, which for the uninitiated, it's the north part of Portugal. And so we spent, uh, what, like three weeks there? Three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we just hunkered down a little bit and kind of chilled back, got work done, um, and saw the beautiful side of Portugal that I never just never really registered on my radar until we were there. And while we were there, we met some really amazing people, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into more shortly. But um, we had some amazing times related to wine and grapes and the culture around that in Portugal. Um, so once that happened, we flew back and by we, um, Caroline and myself, uh, you guys stayed, right? You guys went to Buda or did you, what did you guys do? That's what happened. Yeah. yeah. We went to, so you guys went back to the U.S. and then Sarah and I went to Budapest for a month. I know this sounds ridiculous to people listening. Like we forget where we go, but it does happen. It's so real. Um, so we headed home uh, for the holidays and kind of just to really get back into a productive vibe um, with a lot of our trips coming up and just just a lot of logistics happening. And yeah, so we were home and that's where we are right now 
until we leave in March for our Iceland life nomading trip, which I am super, super excited about. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about, I think that's a good segue into talking about like the new trips that Life Nomading has planned. Because while we were in Portugal, um, you essentially figured out a whole new trip. So do you want to talk a little bit about that and like what's happening with that? Yeah, um, man, there's and there's even more coming down on the radar that you don't even know about, which I'm super stoked about. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, so I mentioned we had met some people in Portugal uh, more specifically a guy named Raphael and he's a, uh, a wine, let's call him expert, but like not the typical wine expert. You would think, you know, the guy that's, you know, at the fancy Wearing restaurant. Yeah. And like, you know, being a little snooty, you know, he's like super chilled back t-shirt vibe. And, uh, we went to a wine tasting. We booked one on Airbnb one evening, uh, just for something to do. And when we got there, we just like quickly realized this guy was going to be a friend. Um, he was super laid back and he kind of blew our mind when it came to wine tasting and, and actually learning things that matter when it comes to like you going home and buying wine. And so while we were there at the wine tasting, um, he kind of mentioned that it was harvest season, which for those that don't know, it's, um, you know, the season where they harvest the grapes. And he so happened to have a family vineyard that he kind of grew up in um, about an, I think it was an hour north of uh, Portugal or Porto, sorry. And so uh, he kind of invited us kind of, I think, jokingly uh, to go <laughs> uh, harvest grapes for a few days um, on his family vineyard. Um, but us being us, we immediately said yes, um, because yeah, that's just what it's about. I mean, that's the whole point of this travel stuff. So uh, we said yes, and then he actually realized we were serious. And uh, fast forward a day, and we were on our way to Munsau, Portugal, which is on the border of Spain and Portugal, to harvest grapes with his lovely family and neighbors. And we did it, and it was amazing. And basically, him and I looked at each other and we're like, we have to make this a thing. And so, uh, in September of uh, this year, we'll be launching our newest trip, which will be Portugal. Uh, it's right after our Bulgaria trips in August. Um, and we actually might be hosting two Portugal back-to-backs um, at the end of September into October. And basically, it's the same thing we did. We spend a bulk of the time in Porto because it's beautiful. Um, but then we spend about three days actually at the family farm um, learning how to cook Portuguese dishes from his mom and harvest grapes and learn things about wine and just anything and everything you can expect from a, a really cool uh, food, food and wine kind of trip. Yeah. I think uh, the, the really funny thing about that experience was that uh, I think he expected us to be like, like tourists, like regular tourists. And he was going to suggest that and we're like, Oh yeah, that's nice. Like, Oh, I wish so we could fun. do that. Yeah, yeah. And then we're like, okay, cool, let's do it. And he was like, wait, you guys are for real? So like, we literally booked tickets that night while we're sitting around drinking wine with him. Um, and it was really funny because I should send the you next... a video to put in like the show notes of like that moment because we have like a clip of it. Oh, really? Yeah, you have yeah. it on camera? Yeah, you yeah. should definitely send them to me. Um, but the other really funny thing was that we were so excited for it. And then the next day while we were waiting for like, essentially like to meet up with him to get on the bus to go, we realized that we we're all having these thoughts of like, 
hold on. So we just met this guy <laughs> and uh, he invited us to his family farm, you know, and like we're going to go take a bus. And we, all of us individually were having thoughts of like, okay, are we going to get killed? You know, <laughs> like this is how like all horror movies start, but it was awesome. You know, we took a risk and it was so much fun. Um, it was seriously like one of the highlights for me of, you know, the four months that we were in Europe for. Um, yeah. And it was, it was so cool. It's so cool. In fact, that we were like, what better way to launch this trip than to um, actually have him come to the States. And so like when we were still there, we got this idea to like fly him, book him tickets to come to New York. Um, and that's going to be happening. I don't know when this episode's going to go live, but um, the end of January. And uh, it's been amazing the reception we've gotten here locally in the wine community. Um, and, and people that just, I mean, like, this trip is not going to be for, you know, people that are experts in wine by any means. I mean, I think they would have a lot of fun, um, but it's for people like us that know very little about wine, but really love wine and, and would love to get better and improve at our knowledge. Um, so it's really cool to see the community come together um, along those lines, even here in New York, where there's clearly a lot of um, wine experts and um stuff like that so i'm excited to do an official launch with him here um with that community yeah so this episode is actually gonna go live in just a couple of days um so we're gonna have time so if anybody's interested in attending that wine event because it's gonna be in new york city um so if anybody's listening and wants to do that is there like a link that it can go to like what is that yeah um i'll send i'll, I'll give you the the link to okay. include um on eventbrite yeah i'll put it in the show notes 25 bucks it just covers the cost of um, us renting the space so that we can have a, a cool venue for only 25 people and half the tickets are sold so be sure to grab them if um, if you want to join so yeah and the cool thing it. about those about the you but know anyway. like the wine the cool thing about the wine there was that I'm not somebody who likes wine. I actually kind of dislike wine. I think it's very snooty. It's not something that I enjoy normally. I'm much more of a beer guy and like a cocktail guy. But I absolutely love that. Like it was the first time where somebody actually explained wine to me in a way that wasn't annoying or frustrating to me. And the way that we did all the wine tastings and the knowledge that he has and the way that he communicates it, like you really learn. Like I can actually now go out and like buy a glass of wine or a bottle of wine and actually know what I'm saying, you know? Um, and so for me, it opened my eyes, to be honest. And, and and that's coming from somebody who doesn't like wine. Yeah, like even I like, you know, people try to read the back of the labels and you don't really know what you're reading for. And I think like even just that little tidbit of like actually being able to pick up a bottle and look for things um, just so you know, like what you might be getting out of the bottle is, is nice. You feel like you have control. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that's happening. And then, um, the other big thing that has happened for you since then is that you actually left kind of left your full-time job to pursue this. So do you want to talk a little bit about that whole experience? Cause I, I think there's a lot of people who are listening who probably have a side hustle, who are thinking, man, I'd really like to go full time in my like into the side hustle, but I need like, you know, like the nine to five. So like, do you want to talk a little bit about like your what you were thinking about when you decided to do that and kind of what was the process of that? Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I left my full time position um, after Bulgaria pretty much when we were in Portugal, actually, I put like kind of uh, on notice and 
the reason I did that was really just because purely from a like passion standpoint, like it, it's really hard um, to think about a life where you have something you're doing, i.e. these trips and um, it's really fueling you from a passion standpoint and from like, you know, you feel fulfilled, um, but not being able to put more energy into it. And so finally, I was just like, you know, this this has to be a thing. I don't care how big it is. I just care about impact, um, but it's only going to be able to have more impact and grow if I focus on it. And so I've never been a stranger to like uncomfort from a sustainability standpoint or from a, you know, like a personal finance standpoint. Um, I'm pretty comfortable with, you know, taking a hit financially to be able to instead do things that I really enjoy. Um, and so that's what I've done. So instead of having a full-time career and uh, salary, I basically decided to go back to, you know, kind of doing more marketing consulting on the side um, because life nomading is not fully sustainable yet. Um, you know, we're getting there, but there's only so quick you can grow with this type of business um, and ensure that each trip goes off well and is, is, you know, safe and good and well-organized. So um, right now that's kind of what I'm doing. So I have way more energy and time to put into uh, life nomading, which it's never gotten. It's always been kind of a side thing. Uh, and it gets me really excited. So while I am doing, still doing some side work, which I would recommend like anyone that's in the similar boat, I think can make the same thing happen. Um, especially if you've had a career already, you're kind of set up for success in the sense that uh, you have some industry experience in whatever you're doing. Um, just try to find a way to do that on your own and uh, do that from a consulting standpoint because that's kind of what I did. Yeah. And another tip for that as well, from my experience is like having a little bit of cash set aside because like me personally, like we've talked about this before is we have very different, like, you know, different people function different ways. So you're super comfortable with being uncomfortable financially. I'm the opposite. And so if you're listening, you really need to like understand who you are because like, for example, me, I have no problem eating ramen, you know, every day of the week, but I get, I can't think creatively if I know there's financial stress on me. So it's really good to have a little bit of money set aside because when you're freelancing, like you are right now, essentially, there's a feast or famine, right? So like one month, you'll be making like tons of money. And then the next two months, like you're not making any money. So it's good to have some cash set aside to kind of cover those dips. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. You know, that will allow you to then, you know, pursue whatever, you know, in your case, life nomading fully. So yeah. And another point there is like, it doesn't have to be one way or the other, right? So um, for me, it's been gradual. So like I went from a full-time position to a part-time position, and I looked for some other projects um, in the meantime to like supplement things. It's all about like being able to take the amount of time you were working on a full time career job and then breaking that at least in like, let's say half um, with like client work or part time work, but finding a way to also get more, I guess, money or value for that time. So that's what consulting is nice is because you can typically charge um, a premium for your time, um, but you're not 
you're not getting in that boat where you're just going to get more full-time work where it defeats the whole purpose of leaving a full-time job anyway, if that makes sense. So that's what I've done. Yeah, I think um, the interesting thing about this is like we're going a bit of a tangent, but I think it's an important one is um, I think this is actually in 10 years or 15 years is like what work is going to start looking more and more like right with like the rise of like the gig economy quote unquote and the rise of all of these platforms and marketplaces like you know um upwork and like free up which i had the founder of on the podcast a few episodes ago like all of those give you more and more safety in it like i don't know if you've ever heard of like naval ravikant have you ever heard his name before i i believe i have yeah i, I don't He's know like much about one, him He's one of the founders of like Angel List, and he's one of the people that like oh. a lot of yeah. So he's one of the people that a lot of people look at in terms of like, hey, like, what do you think is going to happen? And that's one of the things that he talks about is like he thinks what's going to happen is we're all going to get really specialized, or like you know we're going to have like the opportunity to like work you know three months, get a ton of cash, then not work for three months, then wait for the next like really interesting project, work again, then not work, and essentially like he thinks like what's happened with Uber is going to happen with a lot of other sort of industries in that way. So um, if you're, you know, doing this right now, like what Ian is describing, essentially like you're doing repetitions for when like the world catches up and the industry catches up and you'll be in a really good position. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. So other than that, um, let's talk a little bit about like what you have with goals because um you know one of the reasons why we do these calls isn't just to like shoot the shit and like get to catch up and stuff like that but also like what are your plans with life nomading coming up like what are the things that you're going after what are some of the goals that we can kind of and kind of kick your ass about if you don't get them yeah please kick my ass um you know i always love getting <laughs> reminded of what i'm not accomplishing um but yeah i you know I have a love-hate relationship with goals. I think they're super important, but I also think like things change, right? But like right now, um, they're more like, uh, they're less tactical and more like, I don't know, for example, so my biggest thing for 2020 is community. So making sure that everything that I'm doing with life nomading is centered around bringing value to our community because obviously without them, we are nothing. And so whether that's through, you know, like the Facebook group or just honestly, just like meeting people when you have the chance that have somehow found you via uh, the community, that's like really important to me. So in-person events, um, anything online, obviously our trips are the pinnacle of um, you know, bringing community together, but, um, finding ways to just bring value to them outside of, um, things that just pertain to, you know, joining us on a trip. Uh, so, you know, creating content, but more importantly, sharing content that has impact, uh, with each other and also with the world. So every single day that I run this business, I'm being more and more cognizant of our impact on the world. And obviously, you see so many things in the news right now. Um, it's disheartening and, and it's it's just it blows my mind. And so I'm trying to find a way every day to improve our travel company to be one that is a positive change on the earth and not one that detracts from it. So that's a real big focus of mine for 2020. With that being said, um, that goes into our trips as well. So 
Uh, I'm focused on launching new new destinations actually in 2020, in addition to the three ones we have now. Um, and then I'm just focused on finding ways to help promote those local communities um, where we operate, i.e., you know, Bulgaria, Iceland, Portugal, and the future countries as well. So um, those are like high reaching goals. Um, tactically, I don't I don't really have any like real tactical um, like number based goals at the moment. Yeah, but can you, um, I mean, I know that you mentioned that you're planning to do some other locations. Can you talk about that yet? Or is that not something that's developed and like ready to be put out into the world yet? I would be happy to talk about at least one of them real quick. Um, and, and one of them more vaguely, because I don't want to spoil the pot if it, if it, we haven't locked things in yet. But, um, so my big focus for life nomading in the long term is to have multiple tiers of different types of adventures. So what we have on available now is what I would say is something that anyone could go on. Um, but I also want to kind of uh, launch trips that push people really into like an adventure uh, mindset um, and push them physically too. So um, for example, on the docket, we want to do a motorcycle trip and uh, that would be in South America. I can't say what country yet, but that would be in South America. And then I'm also talking with one of my good friends in Alaska, um, who's a, a a flight instructor. And we're gonna start. We're gonna work on launching an Alaskan uh, adventure trip that will also have like backcountry flying involved with it, uh, where we can hopefully you know like land on um, different you know like riverbeds and things like that and have a really cool time in Alaska that you would never see from like a freaking cruise ship or something. So things like that, like very unique, like experiences that are more based around like an adventure. Like you have to have a little more of an adventure bone in your, in your body to go on those than say uh, like an Iceland trip or maybe a Portugal trip. Although those are great. They're less like physically demanding. So are those things that like people listening can like be looking out for hopefully this year? Or do you think it's going to be like a 2021 kind of thing? That's a great question. And that comes down to figuring out how we launch new trips long-term. But um, I would like to try to squeeze every time we do a new trip, uh, we do a test trip typically uh, for friends or immediate family members to, you know, iron out the details. So I'm actually looking for a set of uh, people that have, uh, ridden motorcycle, have their motorcycle license that would be into that type of you know, backcountry um, trip to test that with. I have a handful right now. I need a few more. So I'm hoping to do a test trip of both of those in 2020. And then 2021 will probably be the official launch. So I'm, I'm looking for people to do a test trip. Uh, the great thing about that is we typically do it at cost. Um, so it's a good way to try out some new trips with us if you're okay with some bumps in the road i guess yeah so what's happening with um besides that what's happening with like the life nomading like the youtube channel and the podcast do you have any plans about that because you guys put out really great content so um if anybody hasn't checked you guys out definitely go ahead and do that but what are the plans with those yeah um right now video is going to still be a big focus um at, you know it's a one man show for the most part creating content. So, uh, it's only so much as 
I can get to um, on a given time. But my focus is to really dig into creating videos more consistently. That is a, a, a big goal for 2020. I would like to bring the podcast back. I'm not sure how, um, but I would love to try to, you know, I think from a business, my, from a business standpoint, anyone listening, like my big goal is just to be everywhere always as much as possible. And, um, that goes into like our social media. We found that like we've, we get so much more traction. I know how ironic it sounds, but when we post more and so we're trying to post at least three or four times a, a week. So I'd like to get to a video a week and hopefully podcast at some point, but yeah. Yeah. I think you should start posting on social media more often. I would even do it like at least every day or maybe even like a couple times a day. Cause like, I think people like expect that now and it's so difficult with the new algorithm changes. Like you should totally be pumping way more into that. Yeah, I would love to. Um, yeah. And I've been starting to try to schedule posts out too, just to like make it a little bit easier from a management standpoint, but like, yeah, a video week, uh, an SEO or like a valuable article week, um, multiple photos a week, uh, and potentially a podcast a week is just, is a lot for, for just me. Uh, when, when you think like I have to actually, uh, also manage like the actual business part of it too. So, um, I'm trying and that's the goal. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Don't you have Caroline hanging out back there somewhere that can like, yeah, you know, full-time help. job. She, <laughs> she, she has no time. So, which is totally, <laughs> totally cool. I, I, I love doing it. It's just, uh, there literally is not enough time in the day. So, yeah. And I think in terms of content, like you and I, again, this is like, what's really interesting is like you and I have a very similar, I'd say like goal and like, what we want to achieve but we have different personalities in terms of like your content you take tons of hours and tons and tons of hours and like love into making it not that i don't put a lot of love into it but my idea of like what i do is like i'm like i just want to put it out and i think there's a beauty that i see in like okay i'm in this like shitty like you know it's not shitty it's actually a pretty nice bedroom in our airbnb you know and like i kind of like to like just kind of like push things out there so it's interesting in terms of like differences um it's just interesting you know like different ways of doing things even though you still have like the same goal essentially yeah i've gotten away from i mean like i try to i have i guess i have a baseline that might be a little higher than i you know even personally want it to be for like content that i i put out into the world uh, but beyond that i try to run as quick as possible so my baseline i guess maybe is a little higher than it should be but um beyond that i try to not let it get in the way like right now like photos that i'm letting go on our instagram like aesthetically they're not the best but like for me i think a big thing about everything that I've talked about so far on this podcast is about like, really we're trying to, we're basically calling it like honest travel. And we, we want to be the group trip company you go with um, to be a part of something that's not like, Oh, I need to get the best Instagram photo. Oh, I need to like see all these beautiful spots. Like that's not what we're about. And we don't want people that want that to be on our trip because we will disappoint if that's the case. So that goes into our branding. Like, any photos that we share, um, you know, stories that we tell, we want to show both sides of it. We want to show the truth um, so that people know what they're getting into, but also 
can see the real side of travel. And I think that's a more attractive side, although it's not always aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, I still think your picks are great. So, I mean, that just shows my aesthetic. It's funny because I'm the one that went to art school technically, but you're 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 wearing you're wearing a beanie inside, so you're definitely way more artsy than I am. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I mean, that's enough about me for now, though. Like, what what's up with you? What are some of your goals for 2020? What's going What's going diggity down for the podcast? So what's going diggity down is that uh, December was actually a really big month. We more than crossed the goal. We, me, more than crossed the goal of uh, 1,000 downloads in a month. So we hit 1,200, um, cool. which was pretty big in terms of, uh, you know, it's the first month to cross that. Yeah. So from now on, the goal is um, for this month where I'm trying to hit even more. Like my goal is to like at least do 1,200 because that was like December's. Um there was a bit of a dip at the end of last year. Um, and I don't know why. I think maybe like I wasn't as pumped about the content that I was putting out. I wasn't putting as much energy into it. Um, and now it's like really starting to pick up again, which is really good. Um, not to say that the guests weren't awesome, but I think like the way that like I was promoting it and the things that I was doing with it weren't really like where they should have been. Um, so for Q1 of 2020, Actually, the big goals are I'm going to get a an editor to actually pick up the editing of this podcast, which oh, really? I'm super excited about. Yeah, um, because it's I think that's what's like really draining me is I love doing this. I don't want to sit for three hours and edit a podcast, um, even as simple as my edits are. Right, like I don't want to do that. It takes too much time away from me every week, um, and so it's essentially stopped me from doing a lot of other things. Um, and so like, that is like actually creating more content, like actually doing more things. Um, so the other thing that's going to start happening Q1 of 2020 is this is the first time that I'm actually announcing this. So people can now hear this. We're going to start doing two episodes per week. So oh, there's going to be, yeah. So there's going to be one interview style episode like this one that's coming out on Monday, like it has for the last year, but I'm going to start putting out a second audio piece that is much more like a solo episode that is more like tactical in terms of idea, or it's like much more like knowledge dropping. So like if I run an experiment, I'm going to deliver the news about it. If I learn something new, I'm going to deliver that. So it's going to be probably shorter and it's going to be a solo thing. Um, And it will also come in an actual written format as well. Uh, So there's going to be like more blogs coming up on the, on the podcast as well. Uh, more blogs and podcasts on the website. That's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. So that's the goal oh. for uh, Q1. So you guys know what to look forward to, or at least I don't know. I want to get an editor first and set up that process because then I don't like, then I can do two episodes, right? Like if I start doing two like episode editing myself, it's just going to be like too much. I won't have time to do anything else. Uh, but once I bring on the editor, hopefully in about a month is my goal, um, month or two, then I can start doing the t- those two episodes. I have a great recommendation for an editor. I'll have to let you know if you need one. Yeah, I'm 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 open to all of them. Um, but yeah, so like one of the things that I'm going to be interested in is actually like talking about what it's like hiring somebody remotely. Like, I mean, I do that all the time for my job, but this way I'm going to be able to actually like, discuss like the findings and like all that kind of stuff. And, like, how do I do it? Cool. That's exciting. That's cool. And so uh, are you seeing that 
are you doing that just purely because you want to, or are you seeing that if you were to post twice a week that you think that a, either you're going to get more listeners just because obviously it's another episode to listen to, or there's something in the podcast sphere that says that, that, that is a potential reason for growth or are you like, what is the strategy? Like also like, how does that serve? What is the ultimate vision for the podcast? Are you trying to monetize? Have you monetized yet? Or like stuff like that? Yeah. So there's two reasons for it. The first one is that um, I feel like now that I've been doing this for three years, three and a half years, essentially, um, this being like, you know, the whole location, independent digital nomad, whatever you want to call a lifestyle, you know, making money online, you know, remote work. I feel like there's things that I actually have to bring a value. Like I have like knowledge that I would like to share and I don't want to like, I don't want to stop doing interviews with like really cool people and like essentially skip a week of that. Um, so that's the first reason why the second reason is kind of more strategic is that I listened to an interview with, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of like the side hustle school or like side hustle podcast, not yeah, Chris. I think I've heard of Gillibos. that. Not Chris. Oh, okay. There's another one with like basically the same title. Um, and he said that he essentially tested multiple deliveries. So he did once a week, he did a couple times a month, and then he did like daily um, and tested a couple of different options. And the one that he found works the best is two a week because you're not like spamming people with like, fuck, listen to me every day, you know, all the time. Um, but it's enough to where it's enough for people to digest, but it's also beneficial because the more downloads that you get per month, there's a lot of like, inf- like there's a lot of research showing that the more downloads per month you receive, Apple, which is like the biggest podcasting platform essentially, will push you in the rankings. So, and they don't necessarily care if that's from a daily episode or a monthly episode or whatever. It's just all about like how many downloads are you getting per month. And so that, that's also like a... Not to be that guy though. I saw that Spotify just overtook Apple Podcast in the did they really the most popular podcast player i thought that i thought you shared that I, I don't know who shared that but it was like announced the other day that like spotify is now officially the largest podcast player or something well i'm not crazy. surprised because yeah i'm not surprised because they bought anchor what like six I months know, ago but what a like exponential growth to be the go-to podcast player yeah interesting anyway uh that's a tangent but cool i mean that's exciting are you like obviously that's going to increase your numbers if even even if just your subscribers that listen now listen to all those episodes that's going to double your listenership do you foresee either like trying to get advertisers or um like what are what are your goals for like making this a sustainable thing for yourself so I'm not super interested in advertisers at the moment because I've talked, I have several friends who are like, I mean, they do earn their money from advert from like podcasting and they've essentially told me like, it's not worth it unless you hit like, you know, three, 4,000 downloads per episode. It's not really like worth it. Like it, you, you just shouldn't be putting it up there. Um, much more for me, like you, I want to build a community, right? Like I want to, you know, start like really delivering value to the people who are listening um, and eventually I do want to launch a service, uh, or a product 
through life uh through life nomading hey that remote life. <laughs> it's because your name on the call is life nomading and i was on your screen <laughs> um, i know you want to be but, a part of this man it's okay sorry right. you just you know you just, i'm just not cool enough to be part of the life nomading we'll, we'll buy it we'll buy your podcast how about that Oh, in that case, I get thousands of downloads per month, and you know, (laughs) you'll get an advertising budget of a dollar a month. Ooh, yeah, baby. Um, but (laughs) but anyway, so yeah, I want to start actually putting out like a product through that remote life. Um, it's not really something that I can talk about just yet, um, just because it's not super polished. I'm kind of like figuring it out as we speak. Um. But yeah, it's definitely by the end of the year, kind of long-term goal, I'd like this to be a sustainable thing in terms of like it's supporting itself and that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah. Cool. Those are kind of the goals. Yeah, man. So we'll see what happens. Um, in the meantime, there's some fun stuff going on. There's a few conferences that I'm trying to speak at. Um so that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that will be a new experience. I've done speaking before and like, presentations but it'll be a completely new experience um so that's something that's going on is uh, one in, is one in new york no oh, okay never is, mind. do you know something i don't know no never mind do you, never mind. Do you want me to come speak do you want me to come speak about wine no, at your event no please don't <laughs> stay away <laughs> um there's that and then the other thing that is new that i wasn't expecting to be doing but you we haven't talked about this yet. This might be interesting to you is so since I've been spamming the web about how awesome Varna is for remote workers um, and like location independent people, a lot of people have become interested in that. Um, And I think it just took time. Enough time has passed now to where like two years ago it entered their mind as an idea and it took time for it to kind of almost like, digest it and now it's like could actually be happening where i have tons of people telling me they're coming to varna this summer um and so i started asking around like well what if we actually organize some more legitimate things i mean we've you know we have the facebook group over there that i started a couple years ago and we've done meetups and stuff like that you've gone to but like what if we actually do something a bit more like legitimate um so we are going to be doing hopefully we'll be doing a like a nomad varna 2020 month that's going to be full of events. Um, we're going to get co-working for like a lot of people that are coming. Um, and so I'm just kind of starting to organize that and to see if that's actually something that people would be interested in. But if it does happen, it could be like really cool. So yeah, I'd love to, if you're, if you want co-sponsored, I'd love for life nomading to be involved. Be cool. Yeah, we can, we can for sure talk about it more because what ended up happening was, um, I had somebody on my podcast a few episodes back, um, and they talked about how um, like they spent a ton of time in Bali and that at that time they were in Bali, they had like this house and they were, um, you know, like constantly there were like people coming in and out and stuff like that. And so it was like really a really interesting experience. And I was like, okay, how can we replicate that? And it just kind of like, I think it'd be like really fun to get a whole bunch of people together, everybody in the same place for a month, kind of working out of the same place. And it, I think it would be like a really fun experience that hopefully will help everybody grow. So. Yeah, for sure. That'll be interesting. So yeah, we'll see. I think it'll be like, I think it'd be really, really fun. But I'm trying to figure out also like 
you know, you know how it is. Like people yeah, are telling only you they're going to come, but was like uh, owned a logistics business around travel. I could help you. With, <laughs> you know, if only you knew. If only you knew someone. God, yeah, that'd be nice to be friends with somebody like that. But yeah, no, we'll definitely talk about it a bit scratch. more. You gotta learn everything. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been talking to the guys. You know, the guys from Innovator um, to try and like figure something out. And you know, you know them. They're awesome. They're like all about it. So um, yeah, we'll try to figure something out. It could be fun. Cool. Cool. What else? But, yeah. What else is going down for 2020? What else should we talk about? Well, I mean, I'm trying to think about other business things. I mean, the big personal one is Sarah and I got engaged about two oh, weeks yeah. ago. So yeah. that's not necessarily business wise, but that's, hey, dun, speaking of dun, logistics, dun, um, dun, does Life Nomadic have a. Uh, does Life Nomadi have a wedding planning? Uh, a wedding package? Like- we do. We do. <laughs> Where do you want to go? Bulgaria? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but so that's kind of on the personal level. But in terms of um, exciting, business, man. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Big boy pants on now. I know. I do have these new pants, dude. Uh, this is going to be a little plug. That's these expensive. Western Rise pants. Have you heard of Western Rise? No. Dude. Phenomenal. They're so stretchy. I'm doing squats right now on camera. They're they're fantastic. I highly recommend them. They're the evolution pants, if anybody's interested. They're really good. They sponsored this podcast for sure. No, they have they have no idea who I am. But um but yeah, that's kind of it for me in terms of business stuff. Um there is gonna be more stuff coming down the pipeline, I think. Um I got I don't think we've talked about this since the last time we did one of these, but I joined the dynamite circle. You know the dynamite circle. Yeah, I've heard of that. Um, and so I'm involved in the mastermind on there. And the guys are like seriously kicking my ass. Like, you know, like these dudes are like super legit. Like they're like they don't, you know, you know, they're just seriously hey, pushing. Why so, the fuck um, have you done something? Yeah, basically. Um, so that's been like really good. But essentially, um, you know, from that group and just kind of like constantly being around those people, I think things are really going to start moving this year. So. Cool. That's exciting. I mean, everyone's got to figure out what works for them, what motivates them to keep keep doing whatever they're doing. So it's good that you have something like that to help. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> cool, man. I feel like we like sum stuff up really quickly and um, I don't know what else to talk about. Yeah, There's plenty to talk know. about, but I don't know you know yeah it's funny because i mean there's a lot that we could talk about but i mean how in the weeds do we want to get here i mean i think it's really exciting you guys doing all the trips that's gonna be really cool um are all the trips posted on life nomading right now are there still like tickets available for iceland yeah there's there's a couple spots left for iceland um it's coming down to the wire if you listen to this and you want to go um it's not too late uh there's there's still like three spots left um, and you'd be right at the cusp of when like the airfare just starts to go ridiculous. So um, if you're interested, be sure to reach out because we'd love to see you on the trip. Um, but then we have, you know, full availability for the rest of our trips for 2020. And you should definitely reach out if you're interested in some of those other random ones I uh, threw out there on here. This is the first time I've publicly talked about it. So I'll be interested to hear what your listeners think about that. Um, but yeah, 
I would love to see everyone. I, you know, I, I've had people from this podcast reach out to me and it's really cool and it's exciting to see what you're building, Mitko. Um, I think you just need to keep plugging along um, at the podcast and, and uh, wake up every day and do it. That's all that it literally like not to get rah, rah, but at the end of the day, like whatever anyone listening is doing, they just need to keep doing it every single day and like keep trying different stuff. You know, like I I was telling Caroline, uh, I think it was last night, like when we were at, you know, eating dinner, I was like, you know, every single trip from 2018 to now. Uh, we've tried different things to launch a trip and we've like, we've learned so much each time and every time we're way more effective with cutting out the fat of wasted time and energy around how to promote these trips. Like at the very beginning, we didn't know what we were doing. And now, you know, we're launching this Portugal trip this month and we have this wine event in New York and everything is just rolling and, and, and it seems so like, like everything's falling into place, but it, we didn't get there until we had to launch a bunch of different trips and dates, um, for other places with not great success. So, um, you have to keep trying something different every time if it's not the result, because if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same result. It's just like, that's, that's what it is. So if you're sitting here listening and you're like, how do I freaking break through? You just start doing shit. Yeah, and give it time. Be patient. Because I mean, like, years. everybody's telling you. Give yeah, it freaking years. I don't care what anyone else tells you. You have to give it years. I am planning for like 2030 right now. Like, you know, you have to just like double down on what you, what you believe. Like, you can't just like, I'm going to start this thing and I hope it works. No. Like you, you have to be convicted. If you're going to start something of your own that you actually want to make money at someday, like you better want to do that because it's not like, it's not going to just be like, it's not going to happen. You have to make it happen. You have to, you have to break all the friction there is and you have to keep going. It's just, it's like really hard. So like, make sure you want to do it or just like find a really good career in that realm. If that's not the life you want. I think the thing that I've learned that's been interesting over the last like X number of years that I've been doing this has been that first of all, everything works. It's all true. Like name a business model that you've heard about it possibly being successful. Somebody's like killing it at it. Like the, and you know this, like you've met so many people that like, you, like the first thing I'm like, you do what? And you make how much? Like I met somebody who makes money playing a video game, not like an esports player but he builds items in that video game and at that point i was like that's it you can make money doing anything um but it all takes time right like all these people that are telling you you're going to be making six figures in six months like that's fucking bullshit like it maybe it worked for one person like some fluke but like no and like that's what i yeah and i really like actually the because it's it's nice to have like a number even if it's not the same for everyone i really like the tropical nba guys have this rule of like the 1000 day rule which is essentially three years and they tell you like you won't be making like real money for about three years. Whatever it yeah. is, no matter what you start, for whatever reason, it usually is at about like a thousand days. And on top of that, I, I could get behind that statement. 
but I think that statement is only true if you dig a hundred percent like full-time energy. I mean, beyond full-time energy into it. Mm -hmm. So think if you're doing a side hustle, let's say, and a full-time thing, that side hustle, like you need to double that time. So like, if you want to fast track to quote unquote success, the quickest way is to just put more energy and time into it, you know, and go all in on it. But it's going to take even exponentially longer, obviously, if it's a part time thing. So. Yeah. And like I, they say that as well. It's like three years of full time commitment. But the things that can change that actually are like, like you actually mentioned, like, OK, have you been working in the same industry for like 10 years and you know everyone? It can probably be quicker, right? Like I have a friend and a mentor who runs McDonald's restaurants and he's been working in the McDonald's organization for like years as a very successful like consultant. And he went out and two years ago, and you know him as well. Two years ago, he bought two McDonald's restaurants. I just talked to him a couple like weeks ago. Now he owns five and he's killing it, but he's been already in this grind for such a long time. It's, I mean, it's that whole like adage of like success breeds success. So like, like for me, for example, like I was fortunate enough to, you know, work with my friends, you know, e-commerce business in a, in a niche industry, uh, a very, very tight knit niche industry. But, um, you know, that exploded in growth and like we learned so much through that and I learned so much from a marketing and e-commerce standpoint. I guarantee I could take that knowledge and start an e-commerce business and probably do very, very well at it because I've basically seen what can work and what you need to make it work. I'm just demented in the sense that like I want to do a whole different industry that I've really had no experience up until when I decided to enter it. So like it's a completely different industry than e-commerce. So for me, it's very new. And so I have to build up that experience. But like if you, yeah, if you're in an industry for any length of time where you're learning um, every day, then just take that. If you're, if you like the industry, just take it and replicate it for yourself. Like there's no reason you can't. Um, And it's just so much easier. Yeah, 100%. Well, cool, brother. Um, I think it's a good spot to add uh, to add geez man to stop uh to end this uh episode i think maybe next time we should try to do is because it's been like about like six months since we did one of these or something like that we should try to do one in iceland maybe that could be fun um so that's kind of like end of q1 it'll be around march so that could be cool um but yeah man yeah, any totally do it. any last um comments or anything like that before we wrap it up no, I know that was a tangent at the end, but uh, thanks for having me. I look forward to hearing in March how the podcast is going. If anyone wants to check us out, just go to lifenomading.com. Um, that's where you can find everything and anything about us and what we offer. Um, but more importantly, I'd love to hear your feedback. If you get a chance to check out any of our trips on our website or you listen to this episode, you're like, hell yeah, I want to go to Alaska or, you know, motorcycle through the back country of South America. Let me know. Uh, Cause we have, we, we only cater to what everyone else wants. So we want to make sure that people really would want to do that. So let me know. 